Hey, welcome to the Winners Find a Way show and podcast with your host, Trent M. Clark, three-time World Series coach, CEO of Leadershipity, serial entrepreneur, having started 12 companies, coach to the 1%, and an international speaker. This show is going to be your go-to podcast for facing adversity, being inspired, and overcoming obstacles, all from the best in the world, business, sports, and leadership. Need to hydrate but tired of plain old water? You need rebellious infusions. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system. And L-thionine for brain health. 10 organic flavors and convenient liquid packets. Just add 16 ounces and you are on your way. Rethink your drink at drinkrebellious.com. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Hello and welcome to the Winners Find a Way show. I am your host, Trent Clark, CEO of Leadership, serial entrepreneur, international speaker, longtime coach in professional baseball coaching in three World Series. And I'm fired up today. We got Marcus Ogden, former NFL star. What's up, buddy? How you doing, sir? How's everything coming along? Oh, man, it's so good. It's almost criminal, right? So I am thankful you could be here, man. You got to me from a good friend of mine over at Sports Faith, Marcus. And we don't know each other that well, but we, we're, we're getting to know each other. It's pretty awesome. Before I tell people a little bit about, tell them where they can find you. Yeah, they can go to our website, Trent. They can go to www.marcus, M-A-R-Q-U-E-S, Ogden, O-G-D-E-N.com. And they can check us out. That's our website. We have a contact us or connect with us tab. They can choose an email. You can go to our website, shoot us a direct message. We're really easy to get in touch with because we really believe connecting with people is what life's all about. I love it. That's awesome. So a little bit of background on you. You're a Raleigh-Durham guy now, but grew up in D.C., which, by the way, I mean, pretty tough area to come out of. I always like – I get a kick out of D.C. schools because in the D.C. proper, that area, there's a ton of athletes. It's this tiny little area, right? It's a very unique environment. And then, of course – you went to Howard, which is an awesome school, and uh, I, I assume you played football at Howard before you ventured on into the NFL. Is that correct? That's correct. Awesome. And tell us a little bit. Now, in business today, entrepreneur, what are you doing today? So today I'm a national, international keynote speaker, executive coach, best-selling author. I am a consultant. I am a podcast co-host of the Lev and Marcus show. We are a globally ranked top one and a half percent most listened to podcasts worldwide. And just really fortunate to have some great people on our team. And of course, I'm a former NFL athlete. Yeah. What's your book, Marcus? It's called The Success Cycle. And it's interesting. I just actually had a client buy 35 books for one of their real estate partners. And I just got through signing all 35. He's actually going to pick them up tomorrow. He's going to be ordering 150, I think, books today or tomorrow for another big real estate partner of theirs in the Raleigh-Durham area. Love it. The success cycle. That's like a book I can't wait to read right there, man. I love it. So tell us one thing most people don't know about you, Marcus. I'm a big reality TV watcher. My wife and I have been together now for almost a decade. It'll be 10 years in July, married for seven in May. And my wife got me into soap operas like General Hospital. We haven't been watching that much lately these days, but we do like a reality TV, like 600 Pound Life or other things like that. We do have a great go-to show we watch as well, but it's a reality TV is, our, is my thing. That's awesome. 
I had Brant Penvidic on the show. He was a producer of The Bachelor. He did The Biggest Loser, all sorts of reality. He's a he's an all-star. He also wrote The Three-Minute Rule. I'm going to have to connect you two guys. You'll love it. So at any rate, that's awesome. So for everybody who has not had a chance, and this is your first time listening to the show, this is what Winners Find a Way is about. Have you ever faced stiff adversity, felt like the losses are mounting, and you need to find a better way? Well, I think you've come to the right place, whether you are already an entrepreneur, athlete, business leader, or just looking to become the elite and take that journey. Like, I think this is the perfect podcast for you. I interview one percenters that come in and talk about how they overcame and how they won. So, Marcus, no different with you. Tell me a little bit about when you were a kid in DC and was there, is there a moment like you're like, man, I'm in the NFL. Like this is an automatic. I know I can do this. Or what was a pivot that really set you on your route? So for me, growing up in DC was great. Single parent household, single father household. went to St. John's college high school in Northwest Washington, DC, got one football scholarship offered to Howard university, took that opportunity, went to Howard, became a four year starter. And for me, I really never imagined being an NFL athlete because when you get one scholarship offer to college coming out of a pretty good high school. The WCAC is a very competitive high school league. You've got St. John's, DeMatha, Gonzaga, Good Council. I mean, there's a lot of great five-star schools in our conference. So there were guys in my conference going to Alabama, North Carolina, Chapel Hill, Notre Dame, Miami, Boston College, all across the board. And I was, and I got no offers until the end. So when I got to Howard, I was all about, hey, if I become a starter, maybe one or two years, that's awesome. I actually became a four-year starter, and I was drafted into the National Football League. And I never ever thought. I was going to be drafted to the NFL. Again, I was looking to become an investment banker, work on Wall Street. That was my, what I thought was going to happen. But luckily for me, between hard work and being part of that 1%, I did what I had to do. And I was drafted into the National Football League in 2003. That is, it's unbelievable. I mean, that's very cool. And I want to tell something to everybody listening out there as a parent, and some kids listen to the show too. I say this a lot when I speak publicly. You don't need every college coach to love you. You need one, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is very important. Like Marcus is saying, like, hey, man, he's got all these people going around that's going to the who's who, of, by the way, college football, <laughs> like yeah, you know, the schools you mentioned, right? Absolutely. And, you know, hey, this is, and it's a fine university. Howard says, hey, listen, we like you, Marcus. We want you to come down. He takes advantage of a great opportunity to do something that so few get a chance to do. But for athletes that are still pressing out there and you think like, hey, man, I don't know if I'm going to get a chance. There are lots of kids that are coming out. I'm watching Dougie Buckets, Doug Eberhardt over there down at St. Peter, not far from you there on the D.C. area, but up in New Jersey. And listen, he's not recruited by a ton of schools, but St. Peter's had their day, right? And he's getting a scholarship, playing basketball, doing what he loves, getting a high education. Now he's got some NIL deals, like pretty exciting. But at the end of the day, folks, like get those people who want you. And and I love, Marcus, that you leaned into that. Tell people, hey, Trent calls me, says, hey, come on my show. Why is it important for you to come out and talk about your story and come on my show, Marcus? Well, here's the thing. In life, you're going to have adversity. Somebody had a great saying, you're either getting out of adversity, you're in adversity, or you're about to be in adversity. It's just the way life is. And yeah. so- I'm a big believer in giving people 
information, knowledge, and how to come out on the other side. Because if you don't learn how to deal with adversity or how to handle it, you're not going to succeed in life because life is full of challenges, ups and downs, professional life. If you're with somebody, you get married, you know, marriage is phenomenal. I've been married for almost seven years and I wouldn't change that for the world, but marriage is work. I mean, you have to work at it because no relationship is perfect. You have people have ups and downs and mood swings and this and that. And if you don't learn how to adjust and or make pivots in relationships to better yourself and connect with your partner. And that's what I feel. I feel a lot of people today, divorce is an easy out because I don't want to change. I don't want to get so well and I can find a better grass on the other side. Well, to me, how about you water the grass where you're at and stop trying to find something else? So that's what it's all about. And that's life. Don't try to look for the easy out. Try to figure out how can you push through a situation to make you better so in life when you go through other challenges, you're prepped and ready to go. Well, I think it's a huge lesson, Marcus, right there for people. Like, And then I, I hate that term, easy out, right? Because the people that I know, and, I, and I'm a blessed man, like my parents were together a long time. My father passed when they were married 57 years, right? Mm-hmm. And But man, when I hear people say easy out, you and I, especially as athletes, right? Mm-hmm. We both know. There are consequences for all your actions. Hey, don't want to do the workout in the gym? That's not a problem. Someone will take your job. Like Someone's oh. going to be stronger. Someone's going to be busier. So, oh, I took the easy out. I didn't go to workouts. Oh, how is that working down the line here? Because now you don't play. Now you don't get an opportunity. So when I hear and I talk to a lot of divorced kids going through it, and I talk to a lot of adults from divorced families, and when they say, hey, they took an easy out, boy, it wasn't easy for them. It wasn't an easy out for somebody. I mean, there's a lot of downstroke and effect. So, man, when I hear people tell me about, hey, I'm going to take an easy out, man, it's like red flags go up on me. You know what I mean, it's like alarms are sounding inside. Like, hey, man, let's just play that out for a minute of how easy that might be in five years and how that's going to look. And financially, as, a, as an angel in Anaheim, man, that was a really tough thing. I watched a divorce, you know, kill people financially. Just oh, yeah. That's the number one reason athletes end up financially broke is divorce. Because by that time, you you know, taxes and everything else and you get let's say you get half your money, which is great. But if you go through a divorce, then your half is going to be cut in half again, minimum. Yeah. And then from there, you've got potentially child support, alimony, all these things. And next thing you turn around and you have nothing left. So divorce is probably, again, I read an article, Trent, that's the number one cause of athletes to go bankrupt or broke is is, is divorce. Well, I think even John Q. Public, I, I have five children. It's expensive for all seven of us, right? Under one roof, man. I start paying for two residences, two families, two, like, man, I mean, like, I, I guess I could work 20 hours a day. I don't know. But I can tell you, Let's go back to, well, I took an easy out and now I work 20 hours a day. Doesn't sound like it was an easy out, Trent. Like, and nobody's happy. I'm not happy. My kids aren't happy. My ex-wife's not happy. My current wife's not happy because she doesn't see me either. So like, man, easy out, boom, alarms just sounding all over, right? So I love the quote from Chris McChesney, Sean Covey in the four disciplines of execution. Winners when shown data that they are losing, find a way to win. Uh, You and I know this very well from competing most of our lives. I mean, it's almost second nature to us, right? If we go in at halftime of the football game and and we're down 28 to 7 and and the coach says, listen, everything's going great. Keep doing what you're doing. Everyone's looking at each other like, wait a minute. Like, 
our data that we're losing is clear. We are getting smoked out there. They are handling us up front. They're doing anything they want. And we better do something different, right? But we're not going to stay the same because we've gotten, this is a superpower of athletes, by the way. For those who are listening, this is an absolute superpower. Athletes have a level of adaptability unlike any other, which is why so many corporations want to hire folks that have been in this game at the, at the level that Marcus has played at. So let's talk about that. Take me to a time when you were down and I don't want to relive it. I just want to revisit it. Right. But I want to, I want to talk about a time where you felt like, man, this is not great for me. I'm not happy. Nobody's happy. It's not working. I've got to find a different way. If it keeps going down this way, only peril, nothing good. But then you came out of that. I, w- I want to hear about that story about how that changed you, what you did. So that's when I ended up losing everything after my construction company went bankrupt in 2013. I moved to Raleigh and I was fired from two jobs in the same week. I was fired from Merrill Lynch and then I got a job the very next day to a construction company and fired from that job five days later because they closed down the sales store of their operation. I'm out of a job. So that was really, without a doubt, Trent, the lowest point of my my life because I had lost everything financially, home, cars, everything, no credit cards, no means of real access to capital. And I was almost homeless. Thank God the NFL stepped in and paid some of my bills through the Gene Upshaw Trust Fund. Mm. So I didn't go bankrupt. I didn't go homeless, but I faced a lot of adversity. But that, without a doubt, is that was probably that was June, July of 2013 when I was on the couch and I, my fiance, now my wife, told me, You have one day to mope. And once you finish moping, you need to get up off the couch and figure out what you're going to do and how to earn money and how you're going to start supporting yourself and us. Now, she had a job and she was working. So then I said, Well, I've been fired from corporate America and I know football and I have some sort of business since because I built a business and I lost it all. Let's start a small football brand. And that's what we did. And we had some really good success in that regard. So that was the thing that I did to kind of get my life going back in some sort of order after I lost everything in 2013. Well, 12, yeah, 12, 13. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like come out of that. You've been a competitor all your life and you go from a high, high level successes to a low level, low, like near homelessness, right? Mm-hmm. Talk to me about the superpower that separates you from others that, that catapulted you to the 1% in the first place, took you back and took you back on your route again. So the superpower is I finally faced my biggest critic and biggest enemy, which was myself. And I got the superpower of accountability and responsibility, where accountability is internal. It's an internal promise that you make to yourself to get yourself back on track. So accountability is the internal promise. And then responsibility is the external promise that you make to others to do what's necessary to either help yourself to support them or to help them in that regard. So- Mm -hmm. That was my superpower. I stopped feeling sorry for myself. I stopped playing the victim game. I stopped playing the blame game. And I kind of got my life right back on track. And that's kind of where it is today. And so that was the superpower that I was able to utilize to get myself going back on even keel. Do you feel like you had that dialed in when you were playing at Howard? Did you feel like because of the regimented schedule, because of the commitment to school, 
football. We don't have a lot of time. You know, I was a two sport division one athlete, right? There's, there's not a lot of time to jack around. Like you are, you're pretty regimented and you get pretty structured into the environment quickly in order to be successful. If you're going to be successful, if you don't want to play inside the structure, your likelihood of success goes down much, much quicker. Is that fair? Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you're not going to play within the structure and the team dynamics, you're not going to have a job because people aren't going to put up with that kind of stuff if you're not going to execute the game plan from a strategic standpoint, from a tactical standpoint. They're just not going to put up with that type of, of inadequacy. So as a young adult, you had that dialed in pretty good. Do you think like as you went through your professional career, you, you kind of drifted off that and moved away from it? I think I drifted away from it when I built my construction company and had massive success. And I got what I call, I became a egomaniac that was all about fame, money, notoriety. And I chased what I call external motivating factors, things that don't matter. And because I did that, that's when I lost sight of what was really important. Again, taking care of business being humble, being on the plan, staying the course, all those things I needed to do fell by the wayside. I love these three. First of all, three great words. We love it. <laughs> the itties, right? Accountability, mm -hmm. responsibility. I mean, I feel like Marcus, today's environment, accountability is like a four-letter word. Like we're, to, we, we, I mean, be oh, you mean like when I told you I'd have it Friday, you, you're actually going to hold me to that? Yeah. Like, this is the new world. Like, what are you talking about? Of course I'm going to hold you that. This is how we run our organization. This is how, and if everyone just has zero deadlines and we're all just going to do what we want to do, let me know how that productivity turns out because I don't think it's going to turn out very well. Oh, here's the thing. If there's no accountability and no responsibility, you're finished. You're absolutely finished because you're not going to be able to push to the next level if you're not going to be able to say, hey, I need help in this regard, this regard, this regard, but I'm going to do this accountability, but in order to be responsible to you, I'm going to do this, this, and this, or I need help so I can do this, this, and this. And I feel a lot of people today, because of what's going on, and, and trust me, it's, it's horrible, war in Ukraine to inflation, gas prices going up to transportation, there's all kinds of horrible stuff going on, but you still need to do the best you can to be accountable to yourself and responsible to others. That's huge. Well, what I hear, Marcus, in your story is as you drove back into a accountability responsibility, it sounds like Marcus Ogden got back to his integrity of what that big itty of saying, hey, this is what I'm about. And, and this is what my heart is. This is what my mind is. I'm using positive voice to myself. I'm going to do what I said I do, even when no one's watching. We are both faith-based guys. And like, hey, listen, we know that's not easy, right? And we're trying to walk that walk. And that is a tough walk. And our integrity is challenged every day in that. But I'm hearing that. Is that fair to say, Marcus? Oh, absolutely it is. Because here's the thing. Integrity is all about doing something to the highest degree with others' thoughts, their needs, and doing it honorably without any type of false indication or false implications or trying to have an agenda. So integrity is a big part of it. And if I did not have the type of disposition in order to really be accountable and responsible, 
then where I'm at today doesn't exist because again, and I tell everybody, I thank God all the time for the custodian job for two reasons. One, it made me some extra money so I could pay bills and get ahead a little bit or not fall behind. Or if I fell behind on the month, which sometimes we did, the NFL was paying and I was just trying to find ways to stack a little extra money here or there for, for future reference. But what the custodian job did for me was it made me understand, and it's nothing wrong being a custodian. People do it's an honest living without a doubt. But what made me realize is, is that I had a lot more potential because of my football career and what I learned education-wise. I just put myself in a position of not really allowing others to feel valued and important. And I ended up losing everything because of my inability to actually be a good, strong listener. And when that happened, that's when I was able to finally realize through the custodian job that if I was going to get my life back to any sort of place where I wanted it to be, then I was going to have to be accountable to myself and responsible to my family and anybody else I came into contact with. Because at that time, I had no team. I had nobody I was working with. I was just basically a solopreneur. And that's what kind of got me going back and having a desire to speak because of that life-changing moment in 2013, September. Mm. Yeah, I want to take a pause here. I want to get a drink. Zin, immunity and recovery. I love it. It's a curcumin product. I am loving this drink. Just recently got into these and you can buy them at Costco, which is one of my favorite stores. Always check that out. Zen, loving it. Marcus, tell me about, did you, did somebody model that for you? Were you modeled that as a young age of the right thing to do, the accountability? Was that foundation built for you or did you have to build that foundation as you went? Need to hydrate but tired of plain old water? You need rebellious infusions. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system. And L-thionine for brain health. 10 organic flavors and convenient liquid packets. Just add 16 ounces and you are on your way. Rethink your drink at drinkrebellious.com. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Do you want to be our next guest? Or do you have inspiring stories to share? Or do you love to inspire, support, and empower thought leaders? Feel free to send Trent a direct message on Instagram or Facebook at Leadershipity.